and welcome back to the advice from hannah show i'm like over the moon that we have a guest of honor here today nadia from dump your boss nadia welcome hello hello thank you for having me hannah i'm excited to be here today it was a long time coming right i know i know i've been i've been going through some turmoil and and i'm getting things out of the vaults but now i'm ready to start recording again but we're not here to talk about me we're here to talk about you Yes, so my name is Nadia Beja. So I am a career and organizational designer. And I'm really, my focus really is helping people, you know, cultivate happier careers, helping companies cultivate happier employees. And I work with a lot of people who want to pivot into a different industry, or, you know, they want to move from the creative agency side to the client side. So my specialty, if you will, is really helping people pivot and okay, if I'm entering a different industry, how do I show that I am good for X, Y role when my experience background maybe is a bit different? So that's really, really what I specialize in is making you stand out and be bold and be yourself in your work and find fulfilling work along the way. That was an excellent elevator pitch. I really loved it. Um, you, you really got mm-hmm. in there nitty gritty and told us what you're all about. But the real question is, how did you get started? How did this yeah. all start? So I, I like to say that I think I always, since a child, like had a dream one day to start my own business. Um, I don't know that I knew what that would look like or what it would be. And I tried literally and did it literally everything you could do. I've done the, the, you know, multi-level marketing. So I've done the MLM. I've, I've done, uh, I've started little side things with partners that ended up not working out. And then, um, so I had been working the advertising industry world for about seven years. And during that time is when I was doing all these side projects. So I always had that bug in me. Um, and then finally, you know, I hit a point in my advertising career where I just wasn't fulfilled anymore. Um, you know, working for, um, companies that had, uh, what looked like beautiful offices and what looked like this, you know, very strong company culture, but then internally it was extremely toxic. <laughs> um, so I worked at my last agency, which was, you know, the most toxic of them all, unfortunately. Uh, but I'm very glad it happened because I think it pushed me and propelled me to change what was happening with my career. Um, so then I moved into freelancing and I loved freelancing because I felt like I just had more, like I had more freedom with it. I wasn't attacked to the companies I was working for. If I didn't like it, cool, peace, I'm out. Cause you know, it was, it was a different relationship when you're freelancing with companies versus being a full-time employee, right? So I started freelancing. Then from freelance, I decided to, um, go full-time in creating a business. And that's when this was born. So you mentioned the word freelancing. What is that? Yes. So freelancing, it's such a big word in a way. Freelancing is really when you, um, you know, you take your talents, whatever that may be. Maybe you're a designer, maybe you're a project manager and versus working with the company on a full-time employee basis, you freelance with them. So sometimes um, you can be a quote unquote full-time freelancer where you're maybe working with them for the container of the year sometimes it's on a project by project basis and basically they bring you in when they need you (laughs) so it's sort of like okay we need you for this project you come in you do the project you're out so so it allows you 
A, some people will freelance with various companies and projects at the same time. Other people will do longer term freelance gigs where they're like, okay, I'm on a freelance contract for a year with XYZ company. The year after that, okay, I'm going to be with somebody else. Um, so it's, it's contract work, right? Um, often it is given this, um, called the gig work. It's often called, um, which I don't like because it gives it a little bit of a stigma, I feel. Uh, but yeah, it's an, an area that you could work in, end up getting paid more because you're paid hourly versus salary. Um, and yeah, it's a great way to really utilize your skills. And if you're a multi-passionate or multi, uh, multi-passionate creative, it's awesome too because you could do various freelance contracts, a design one, a project manager one. <laughs> So it gives you a lot of freedom. I want to ask you and I want to know just if I'm somebody right now listening to this podcast and I'm I'm fed up with my job, how would I get into freelancing? Like what are the steps I want to hire you? What what do we first do to to kind of figure out where that needle's going to point to next? Yeah. So first I always like to start off with um create some clarity for yourself in terms of what kind of freelancing roles you want right um so for myself for example when i freelance i do mainly do project management so that's the first thing um figure out what that area is or what that role is so that's number one get some clarity um number two is yeah really it's it's really about networking in this case is is honestly the best way to go about it so if i want to do project management freelancing i'm going to be reaching out to um, directors of the project management department I'm going to be reaching out to the people that I know would be the ones to engage the freelancers, right? So directors, um, you could also um, connect to maybe the HR person at, at various agencies, right? So that's one way to do it. The other way is, which I think it's better to go about it on your own, but there are also recruitment firms that do uh, hire for contract freelance roles. Um, that being said, they they take so let's say you're you're being paid at 40 an hour the company is actually paying the recruitment for typically 16 hour for you so they're making 20 dollars off of each of your dollar like off of each of your hour so you ultimately could make 60 on your own <laughs> um so i do always recommend to yeah like just network with the people who are engaging freelancers and build that network for yourself. It's funny that you say the word networking. So I always like to give the, the listeners and the viewers just a snippet of how we met. Because we actually met networking. <laughs> yeah, we did. Because <laughs> we're both loudmouths. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so great. That's right. Well, me and Hannah met at an, at an event that Katie Prince was hosting. Um, and I think we were going up the elevator or we just got off the elevator. In your shoes. Yes. I, what shoes was I wearing? I don't remember. Oh, I don't know. I was wearing some of my like very bold shoes. I remember that. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yes, boo, the shoes. <laughs> and then we just started talking. I think then we started talking in the line and yeah, and that's how we met. And then we ended up, I ended up at another event that you were emceeing. Which was insane. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And I was like, Hannah, what are you doing here? <laughs> then I guess we were just like in each other's circle since then really <laughs> this is true this is true I know yeah. it, it it sounds super simple of, of how we met and some so many people are shy but literally a comment of nice shoes has led us to you seeing me on stage us being in multiple yeah. like 
circles together, being on the podcast. Now, I, I swear we need to go on Instagram Live, and then that's it. We're besties forever. I know. <laughs> the only thing that's left is doing the live together. We won't organize it. But right, yeah, let's manifest then, that. Somebody keep yeah. me accountable who's listening right now. When are you going to do the Send me a DM. When are you going to do the live with Nadia? I feel like we're such we're, we're such kinder spirits and we're very similar. We are. We are. We are twins. <laughs> we have a lot of similarities. I think that that's why we kicked it off so well, right? Right. This has been fun. This has been fun. And I, I wanted to, to give the listeners just that snippet of how we met and, and how far they can really take relationships when it comes to, you know, freelancing or whatever your project may be. I got to... Like everything sounds so pretty and fluffy, but there has to be some cons to freelancing. And I just want to touch upon that so the the listeners can know that we're really being raw here about it. Yeah, like anything, right, like full-time work, contract work, there's always going to be cons, right? With freelancing, the con is, you know, like maybe if you, and more sure, like I think this would be a greater con for the person who maybe, you know, does have kids and a family living at home with them is that sometimes you are sort of like, you have to find the contract sometimes, right? When you're starting, once you build that network, it comes, you know, it, it's more fruitful, right? You build these connections, people know you, they think of you, you're, you're on their roster of freelancers, so you're consistently engaged. But when you're first starting out, it will be a little bit more difficult, right? Uh, you might have a contract ending that maybe isn't going to be extended and you just don't have another one lined up yet, right? So in, in entering the world of freelance, there is that you do have to enjoy that part of it, right? Um, or if you don't enjoy that part of it, just understand that, yeah, sometimes you will be looking for a contract and maybe like you might go two, two weeks, three weeks without one, right? Um, so that's why it is important to build that place that you could look as well, which I did not mention is, um, let's say, so for example, for me, I pr- project manage in the like creative space. Okay. Um, so there are certain Facebook groups that often post things and I've gotten a contract, um, to Deloitte from a simple Facebook message, um, a Facebook group post that said, Hey, looking for freelance PMs. I didn't know it was Deloitte. I just by fluke contacted the person and it happened to be an amazing company. Right. Um, so also keeping your mind open, but understanding that, yeah, that is a con of it, right? That sometimes you might have a few weeks without work, um, until you really start to build that network for yourself. Absolutely. I find it's like the hustler. It's, it's freelance is just another, to me personally, now to come everybody, don't come at me. It's just another word for hustle, <laughs> right? Like it, it's, it's the hustle. It's the grind. You have yeah. to be yeah. connected. And, and also there's, there's a portion of it that I find that you need to save, for those three, four weeks that you could be without a contract so that you're not hanging yourself out dry. Exactly, exactly. And yeah, and you make a good point, actually, and that'll take me into, um, um, you know, saving what I like to call your fuck you fund, right? Um, Again, whether you're working full time or freelance, you always, always, always should be saving that emergency fund, right? Um, And spending wisely, like I have your top three things that you will splurge on and everything else you're a little bit more, you know, stingent with. Like what a thing, I I like to tell people, what does wealth mean to you? Does wealth to you mean being able to take your parents out for lunch? If so, that could be the thing you spend on, right? Or does wealth to you mean being able to buy every single book from Indigo or from wherever you read? (laughs) Right? So thinking about 
what wealth and what richness feels and means to you and like spending in that one to three areas and being stingy everywhere else and saving from each payment um, to a fuck you fund, right? So that you have that backup so that you never feel stressed even on those weeks where, where maybe you don't specifically have money coming in, right? Um, and I would also like to caveat that with the fact that remember when you freelance, one of the benefits of freelancing is that you do make more typically. So, for example, as a project management freelancer versus a senior project manager who's a full-time employee, the senior PM might be making 80, 85. You could end up making 90 plus freelancing for a role that whose title is lower, but you're doing the same work. Most definitely, most definitely. I, I like to kind of touch upon the fact that the, especially with what's happening right now in 2020, we're not going to get into this because if you, You've been alive, you know. Um, I find that <laughs> too funny. It's true. I'm like, girl. It's true. It's true. Um, I find that that those big corporate roles and and the big names, the fancy names in the offices are being debunked and are and are being kind of removed from society and in its norms and its praise. How do you feel that freelancing has played a role in in this global pandemic? I'll say it um, yeah. in this in this year. Honestly, I think it's grown. So freelancing was always there, was always a thing. Um, but I feel it has grown for two reasons. You know, a lot of companies had to cut staff. Ooh, cut staff, right? So these employees, so now you have, you know, this like large percentage of people who aren't finding full-time work anymore. The other thing I've noticed as well is companies are moving more and more to freelance, right? Because freelancing, they're allowed to engage somebody for maybe a three-month three period, which means... I don't have to pay them a salary for a year. So it's a way for them to save too. So one of the trends I've actually been seeing in a few of my clients who freelance is they've been getting um, shorter contracts. Whereas before for the same companies, the freelance contract might be six months. Now it's three months, right? So what we're seeing is, is sort of two trends. One trend is a lot more people are moving into freelance because they're not finding that full-time employment. Mm-hmm. Number two, a lot of creative agencies are bringing on more and more freelancers and the contracts are are becoming shorter than they would have been in the past because it's almost them like, okay, we don't know what's going to happen next, so let's only engage this freelancer for a three-month period and if we need them again, we'll extend them at the end of that period. So that's sort of the trend that I've been seeing, you know, more people sort of moving into freelance because they feel they don't have maybe another option or they feel that's an easier option and companies engaging more freelancers, but at shorter terms is has become the trend. I love the industry insight and I hope that you all are listening to the gems that she just dropped on here of what companies are doing and, and how they're moving forward within this different time in, in life. Let me ask you a question, though. Where did you learn how to dance bachata? <laughs> Girl, I grew up at Jane and Shepherd, so I had a lot of, you know, <laughs> friends from Colombia, from everywhere, from, yeah, like Dominican, a Dominican friend. So I just learned. I, and my sister, when she was, my sister's six years older than me, she used to dance a lot, too. So sometimes we would all play music and dance in front of the mirror. <laughs> I know how to do it all. Bachata, salsa, merengue, samba, which is Brazilian. <laughs> I'm telling you, she. If you guys aren't following, what's if you guys aren't following her on the gram? What's your what's your handle, Nadia? It is Nadia dot dump your boss, um, and you can also search Nadia Beja and I come up. 
that is, I, I just have to drop that smidgen in there of the dancing videos because I serve between you and, and our, and our other mutual friend, Jimena, shout out to her. Uh, you guys have me dancing on the grams, which is something. Yeah. You know, I love it. Uh, uh, Hannah posted a video this weekend dancing. Um, I was like, yes, Hannah, give me more, give me more. We're doing the chat the break. So every week now, people really, I got a, so much kindness and loveness for the the bachata video i posted um and the tagging of all of you ladies so i'm definitely gonna at least once a week do a little bachata break video so please continue them and follow me for awesome i'm good with that (laughs) like you know come get your dance on with me on instagram um i encourage people to do their own bachata breaks and tag me (laughs) this is a real movement this is a real movement i think that it's something super fun and i just had to had to slide that in there just because your your business and yes you you do know your stuff but there's also a fun side of things and I often find that business professionals forget that you need to have fun because if not you might do. as well stay at work right yeah, and that and that's one of my core values beliefs if you will and what I actually try to work to do with my clients as well is to really insert more joy and you know me we're similar like I'm not all about you know getting your shit done putting in the work etc but as of I would say the last few years specifically I've become much more mindful of you know hustle culture it's bigged up when in reality you really you do you need to work on you know work on really creating a balance for yourself whatever balance means to you right you have to work on you know being able to like I'm not creating a business that I have to work 24/7 on that's not my goal right i entered the entrepreneur space freelance space even to create more you know more balance for myself and allow myself to enjoy life more right like that's the goal to enjoy life more um, working is important. We all got to work. We all have bills to pay, right? Let's be realistic. We live in a, you know, a society where the moment you turn on that light, you're spending money. <laughs> uh, right? So it's unfortunately, that is the, the way that we live. Money makes the world move and your it makes your day function. Um, but you can make more of it and have more fun. Right? So that's really what I like to help people do is let's let's make you you know let's push you in a high salary bracket which is where you should be let's help you and figure out how we could get you making more money but having more fun at the same time <laughs> and i think it's totally attainable when you're doing that because i've seen i've seen it with my own two eyes i've seen people be able to have more fun and enjoy what they're doing not to say that there isn't stressful moments and you yeah. know the all of that stuff but there that's granted in everything that you do but there's also something that you need to have fun with it because if not, then then what's really this, the point of it all? Exactly. And I like to say it, like work goes through seasons, right? Yes, there might be some periods where you have to work a little bit later. Awesome. Um, I'm not saying that doesn't happen, um, but it's more about, okay, great. Like, okay, this week I, I have to work a little bit later. That's cool. Next week I'll make sure to give myself a, uh, a four-day work week. I'll take Monday off, right? So to have that, you know, create a sort of work for yourself, whether you're a full-time, an entrepreneur a freelancer, whatever that title is for yourself, really being mindful with how your days are set up, right? Really being mindful with, okay, I know that I really love these XYZ hobbies and I really like need to get my gym in or else I feel, you know, low and my energy feels low. So am I being mindful with my day? Am I truly fitting this stuff into my lifestyle, right? 
and and doing that so that you are inserting more joy. You're you're I like to say like inject joy into your day, right? <laughs> so find ways and figure out what are the things that make you happy that bring you more joy and really full of inserting that into your regular routine. Absolutely and take the time to actually debunk what that looks like because what joy looks like to you is completely different to me and whoever's listening to us exactly. at, at whatever time this is. Joy and happiness is definitely different to everybody. So it has to fit your mold. It always bothers me. And I'm going to go on a tangent. It always bothers me <laughs> that people like society and, and general norms have this cookie cutter way of what joy should be look like so when you meet somebody like you or somebody like me that has a mic and, and we're doing all these things like you know hobbies and I'm, I'm putting quotations next to it because that's what this is this gets called all the time mm-hmm. how would you combat that conversation with somebody you know oh well you're just a freelancer or you know oh you're just doing these side gigs how does that how do you combat that, especially with somebody right now that's yeah. trying to break their mold? Yeah, I like to say you gotta, you have to embrace what you do, right? I'm sure you've seen it, but I've met women who do all these amazing things and I just didn't know because they don't talk about it and they don't embrace it and they don't say, yeah, I'm a business owner. Yeah, I own a business, right? So I think number one is to embrace it. You know, freelancer, whatever it is, even if you're a freelancer, technically you're, you're a business owner, you're, your brand, you are your business, yeah. right? So really embracing that and embracing that, yeah, I'm a business owner. I freelance full time. I work with all these companies, you know, um, and, and in, again, yeah, just being really putting yourself into the work you're doing and embracing what you're doing. Like you're a freelancer. That's amazing. You're a business owner. Like, holy crap. Right. Um, and I highly believe, you know, like in society, we have a tendency to celebrate, you know, we celebrate baby showers. We celebrate mm-hmm. engagements. Why don't we celebrate when our, our friend gets that new job or our friend's, friend signs that, that freelance contract that's going to bring them in 40k just in, in a month or whatever it is, right? So I think as a society, even we really gotta, uh, celebrate the other things that matter too, right? Like, great, you're having a baby. Like, I'm very happy for you. But like, what about my friend who just got, hired at their dream company or whatever it is, right? So embracing what you're doing and celebrating it, right? Like, woohoo, you got that freelance role or yes, you signed that new client and really celebrating it. In other terms, big up yourself. <laughs> big up yourself. Do it, please. It's so important too. And it also, when you big up yourself, it also changes the energy around it, right? That's when you sort of start it's it's that whole idea of like when you show gratitude, right? You feel ha- a little bit fresher in the morning when you do a gratitude practice in the morning, right? So it's the same thing. You'll feel like more excited about your work because you're happy about it. You're celebrating it, right? It just, yeah, it injects. I keep using that word. My God. But anyway, it, injects. it does. It inject, injects another energy into the work you're doing. When you actually start to mindfully say like, hey, I'm celebrating this Um, and I'll share this little tip. So I get all my clients um, and I do it myself to um, create a specific winning notebook. Nice. So it's literally just for all your wins. So if your win today, if you've been having a rough week and your win today is I woke up in the morning. Wonderful. (laughs) Like 
put it in the notebook, right? Um, it's a place for you on a daily to celebrate your wins, small and big. So that, you know, we're human. On those bad days, what do you do? You go to your winning notebook and it reminds you of all these amazing things, right? You know what? I really like the idea of a winning notebook. I, I kind of just share my wins with like my support group or I, I go buy myself something or I go out on a walk. It's super important that we celebrate our wins just because A, we work damn hard to get them and B, <laughs> Right. We could be on here all giggly and laughing and and making things sound pretty. But the the reality is there's a lot of late nights and and a lot of rejection that goes into being a freelancer or or starting your own brand or or trying to get your face out there. And it shouldn't be discredited by any means necessary by nobody. And if that's the case, um, I really need you to get a new circle or come chat with me because (laughs) it's it's a it's a shitty feeling. Oops, I swore. Um, It's a shitty feeling that what you're working on so hard gets discredited or you don't get as many, I guess, eyes or views. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to take this interview to a different role right now. I'll do, I'm going to give you a little, little loop-de-doop. This is what I do. You've heard me. You've heard me before. So, you know, you're like, oh, where's Hannah taking me right now? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's rock and fucking roll. Now the real interview has started. Okay. <laughs> I love you, Hannah. You're amazing. Do you find that as women, we will ever get the credit that we deserve? Because sitting from here, my angle right now, I'll give you a bit of background. I think that women is is the most oppressed gender um, when it comes to like lifelong. Not that I'm I'm not talking about all what gender you identify or, or things like that. That's a whole different conversation. But just in the fact of history wise, we're the most oppressed gender. Where do you think we lack in when it comes to providing support? Like, what is that one thing that you're like, man, I wish women out there were doing X, Y, Z? You know what I find interesting? I think, honestly, that is, that is a very big question, number one. Yeah. No, it's a huge <laughs> question. It's a huge, it's a huge question. And I, I have so much to say on it. But I think it is, I think it's, a lot of it is systematic still, right? And mm-hmm. even if you, if you then look at, okay, uh, uh, you know, a white woman versus a black woman versus, you know, a black woman has even more systematic things that they have to tackle and and work through. Right. So I think it is things that are just, you know, built into the systems and, you know, they, people have come along that have tried to transform it even, even from like a, political sense, right? Like they're coming in, in, into the system and making those changes, you know, like, um, allowing women to sign a mortgage on themselves wasn't always a thing that women could do, right? Um, women couldn't vote, like all these things. And we've come so far, but then now, like if you look in the corporate space, for, for example, one thing that has always really bothered me is the fact that women will often, often go after women in a negative way in the workspace. Right. I'm sure you've seen it. <laughs> so nodding. I think it's, it, you know, I wish I could see you nodding. So I think it also is like us as an individual, like what, ooh, excuse me, what could you do as an individual to help the case versus add to the negative? Right. So in in the workspace, for example, are you supporting your fellow, you know, um, female co-workers or are you causing more things that hurdles for them to jump over? Right. So also looking internally and seeing what are you doing to to add positively or add negatively. 
to the growth of women and to the support of women, right? Um, I think that's one thing. I think the other thing is also, you know, just teaching our children, both men and men, women, as you identify, is just teaching each other and teaching our children how to be more supportive of the others in their lives, of the women in their lives, right? Um, and, and supporting these small owned businesses, supporting women owned businesses, right? Right. I think that's a great way to support, too, by investing in them. I love that answer. And I, and I love how you touched upon supporting and, and really putting your, your money where your mouth is. I like to say, especially when it comes to women owned businesses, I wanted to touch that question with you because I know we we share a very similar upbringing. And, and it's always nice to hear it coming from somebody else just to support and and, and be kind to each other. There's already so much hate yeah. that, you know, if you're if you're going to dodge another female, then I personally here on my end, my brand, I, you shouldn't be listening to me right now because that's not what we do. Same. <laughs> it's true, right? Like we need to, we, I saw it in the office and it happened to me, you know, that last agency I was at, I was in a scenario where I was sort of like shit on, if you will, mind my French by the other women I was working with. And it's, it's a wild to think that it still happens, but it does. Right. So me as an individual, that's very important to me. So it's something that, you know, I do not do. <laughs> like, And yeah, if that is your style, I feel bad for you. <laughs> Most definitely. That's you know? not that's not the energy that we're trying to bring around here. Exactly. I want to I always ask this question um, to anybody that's come on the show. It's kind of my stable question is if you saw Nadia at 20, which was like three minutes ago, what would you tell her? Ooh, that is a great. I don't know if I've ever thought about that. That's a great question. So. I would tell her to keep fighting for your dreams, don't give up, and keep pushing. Like, you have a mission, you have a vision, and it's going to come to fruition. And just keep doing what what feels true to you and real to you. That was a mic drop. Let the people know where to find you and and where to holler at you if they need your services. Yes, so you could find me on the Instagram that I dropped earlier, but I'll repeat it. So Nadia.DumpYourBoss or just search Nadia Beja. And you can also check out my website at www.nadiabeja.com. And I'm going to have a few uh, freelance specific goodies coming out soon. Uh, so, yeah, keep an eye out for that. And, yeah, that's it. That's where you can find me. And feel free to DM me and let me know that you heard uh, this episode. For sure. We love the DM love and i want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to chat it up with me chop it up it's always a pleasure to have another female on here and and us you know spinning some hard facts yes and thank you hannah for having me this was fun welcome as always this is your favorite host advice from hannah thanking you once again for tuning in toodles They know Good. a thing or two about a thing. You put on lipstick and everything. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we were on video or no, so I'm like, let me at least look a little cute. You know, you always look cute. Ah, thanks. I try, try.